0: Hi, and welcome to Freelance to Founder Shorts. I'm Preston Lee. I am Clay Mosley, and you've probably heard our in-depth coaching calls with everyday freelancers who want to scale their business. Now, we're helping even more freelancers each week with Freelance to Founder Shorts five to ten minute episodes focused on answering one question from a listener like you. To promote your business on our show and get your question answered, visit freelancetofounder.com slash ask. And now let's dive into today's question. Okay, today's question comes from Christine Williams who asks, I have found my first client and she said she will refer me whenever necessary, but how do I get the next client. I'd prefer not to spend money on client generation before there's any money coming in. And so we will tackle that question right after this quick break from our sponsors. We get people coming on the show all the time and here's what they say, I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on. LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, and welcome back to another short from Freelance to Founder. I'm Preston with Milo.co, and today, instead of Clay joining me on the air, I have a special guest co-host, Christine Olivas. Christine, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to talk about all things freelancing.
0: Yes, for sure. We're going to answer Christine's question here coming up, but I want you to take 30 seconds if you could and just tell people what you're working on a little bit, and I'll fill in the gaps with some of the stuff that we've talked about that I think is going to be super interesting for our listeners.
1: Sure, absolutely. So I am the CEO and uh, co-founder of Co-Conspirators Agency. So we're a unique marketing and strategy agency that's comprised solely of freelancers. Uh, I used to do a lot more of the work when I was a solo freelancer when we were first starting out, but my current focus is actually on something that's pretty relevant to hopefully your, most of your guests on client acquisition, growing the profile of the agency, um, and retaining clients as well.
0: Yeah, I I love the, the reason I wanted to have you on as a co-host is because I just love your story. You worked you worked full-time jobs for quite a while, job hopping, as you said, and then you started freelancing, and then you realized, boy, I really don't like working by myself. Uh, you started an agency. You have just had like all this cool experience that I think will really round out some of our feedback here on these shorts. So without any further ado, let's jump back into this question that we got from Christine. She said, I found my first client, and she said she'll refer me whenever necessary, but how do I get the next client? So Christine, what, what's sort of your... Um, your initial reaction to this question from Christine, how do I get my second client in order to keep building my book of business?
1: Sure. Well, I would say, first of all, the first client is the most important and it's one that will sort of Mm. set the tone forever. I would say a lot of folks actually struggle to get the first client. Um, Mm. Sort of depends on your journey to freelancing, right? So for me, I chose to make the leap before having a signed contract back in 2017 I'm not sure I would do that today. Uh, I was a little younger, a little bit more, uh, a little less risk averse, I guess.
0: (laughs) But I I jumped
1: having a few conversations kind of in the mix and potentially what's called a proposal phase type things. But my instinct was that I couldn't fully dedicate myself until I had that first client. For others, they really need that certainty before they, let's say, quit their full-time job or you know, cut off a different source of income. So I think the first client is very critical. And that first client actually ends up being a pretty significant referral source, just like sounds like Christine's client would be as well. I would say the best decision I made after my first client contract, which is about three months, and it was a three month full-time contract. So I was pretty fortunate that it gave me a little bit of a financial buffer to kind of take a pause mm. and see what to do next. Yep. But I ended up spending probably a week or two completely dedicated after that first project to just stopping and thinking about various low-cost things that I can do to build the pipeline from there and to use the success of the first client and build on it, rather than immediately jumping in and applying for other freelance positions or thinking about how to get the next client. I took a little bit of a pause. And during those two weeks, I created a daily list for myself, almost like you would if you were applying for full-time jobs, right? They always say, Hmm. set aside a few hours and do some recurring activities. I did something very similar. So I'll give you a few examples of some of those activities. So one was uh, identifying companies and contacts on LinkedIn in the same industry as my first client. So they were in ed ed tech. So it was a startup in New York. So looking for other ed tech clients. Uh, mm-hmm. That I can connect with, and in my little intro, I said, "Hey, I'm a freelancer. I just finished a project with, you know, insert client name here, and would love to connect if you need any freelance marketing support." So immediately using that kind of client and that industry to connect with as many other folks in that same space as possible. I love that. Yeah, takes time, but it's free. You know, although I will say, <laughs> yep. free. St- giant asterisk. I paid for LinkedIn Premium and I would say every freelancer needs to invest in some level of LinkedIn Premium for that cold outreach. I know Christine doesn't want to spend any money, but I think, you know, fifty to seventy five per month is definitely doable at the beginning. Mm.
0: And and you use that like to get email addresses of the right people. Is that
1: yeah or, and or to, to send them it, to, to, to send, send them the in emails yeah exactly because yeah, i think okay, you get okay. uh, you know certain people block it from cold folks and then i think as a right, standard yeah. member you only get up to a certain threshold but once you upgrade you can do 50 to 75 at a time um uh, linkedin it, also yeah. cuts off your search at a certain point so if you're searching and i don't know you let's say you've done 50 searches in a row for different companies it'll actually say you've exceeded your search limit uh, oh, so the premium just lets you do more volume and, and scale your kind of search research and outreach that, a little bit. That more. makes a lot of sense.
0: I think if if people are looking for other options besides LinkedIn, which I think is a fantastic resource, I've never actually paid for the premium stuff you're talking about, but I have done a ton of cold email outreach. So Christine or anyone listening, if if there's like other stuff you'd like to try, I've used um uh like Hunter, Hunter.io I think is is where where the URL is. And basically you can go to LinkedIn or go go to a person's website or whatever and click the little icon. It's like a Chrome extension and you click the little icon and it'll give you the most likely email addresses for people at the company. So again, this is all cold outreach, but I actually built my freelance business early on uh, and still use quite a bit of cold outreach. Um, if you, But I love what you're saying here, which is like, it's cold outreach, yes, but you're using sort of Small warm elements within your cold outreach. You're saying like, I'm already working with so and so at this company that's similar to yours, and I think the more you can use that momentum. I love the idea of just like bringing in maybe results you've gotten for clients, clients you've worked with in the past that are similar to their businesses. We definitely see an uptick in our conversions when we do that um, because they're they don't want to be like taking a shot on you. They want to they want to know that you can you can deliver.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And for LinkedIn specifically, even if you are using email as the ultimate method of cold outreach, LinkedIn will at least help you see as well if there are any, you know, mm. first or second degree connections um oh, so I yeah. was also able to, you know, sometimes say, "Hey, CEO name here, looks like we're connected through so-and-so that I met at a technology conference X years back. And by the way, I'm working with this client and mentioned the client there. So just some, you know, gives you some little clues and sort of breadcrumbs to drop into some of those conversations so they don't seem as, um, you know, out of left field. Um, So the LinkedIn piece was a huge one that I did and just sort of building and I did end up getting an additional client from that, another ed tech company. So I can say uh, definitively that that worked. One of the other activities that I spent those kind of two weeks post my first client on uh, was sitting down and writing a few different versions of a testimonial that that client could then review and approve. So I wrote one Mm -hmm. that was more industry specific. So, hey, this person came in and really understands the education space and ed tech specifically. Uh, there was a second one that talked about how easy I was to work with and a third one that was sort of like why freelancer instead of getting a full-time person because they did actually contemplate hiring a full-time person and then ended up using me for a three-month contract instead. Um, so I wrote three mm, testimonials. I love the
0: idea of yeah writing the testimonial for them because so many clients mean well and, and, and are more than willing to, to write a testimonial testimonial willing, but not, they don't prioritize it in their list of to do. And and so even though it would only take them a couple minutes, uh, still, it's easier for them to say, like, yes, I approve this one, or let me tweak it, or let me use this as a boilerplate or something. And 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 you're way more likely to get a testimonial from that client.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so much easier. And most cases, they're like, yeah, that sounds good. Or they'll say, Yeah, to your Mm. point, tweet this one word. Um, But yeah, the testimony was really great. And then once I got that testimony, of course, could weave that into further outreach. I also did a few posts um, on LinkedIn specifically, um, as well as Facebook, just because I have a decent number of former coworkers and colleagues on Facebook that basically just said, Hey, I started freelancing 90 days ago. I had this first client. Here's what they said about me. I didn't name them on social media because I didn't actually think that Mm. was necessary, but this is what they said. And if you ever need anything, you know, where to find me. Um, And then, like I said, one client responded to that initial uh, LinkedIn outreach, and it sort of went from there. But taking those two weeks after that first client to sort of pause and think about what my ongoing prospecting strategy and activities would be, was really, really helpful, one, to find that second client, but two, so that when I continued over the next, you know, five to six years, I was always doing profile and pipeline building activities while also doing the work, which I think as most freelancers know is the biggest challenge is trying to sell and perform at the same time.
0: Yes. That's, I mean, that's exactly why, and we've talked about on the show previously, that's why the freelance famine cycle exists because, I'm sorry, the feast famine cycle exists because during the feast, when you have plenty of work. You're doing the work, and so you. A lot of freelancers neglect the sales portion or the biz dev stuff, and and uh, in reality, you need to be doing you need to be doing it as much then as ever because then will come if not otherwise, you know a, a famine portion will come next where you don't you don't wait till the famine to start planting right <laughs> you have to mm-hmm. you have to start planting when times are good and so it's it's whether whether it's a year on year off or a month on month off or a week on week off for a freelancer you have to stay busy doing the biz dev and the sales even when you have plenty of work and that's I think that's what I love generally about what you've said here is like yes you've got your first client but don't don't sort of rest on your laurels of your first client or or uh, or don't put all of your energy into that one project maybe extend your timelines, give your time yourself plenty of time so that you can also be doing some business development and sales in the meantime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of regarding the money investment piece, uh, it's a tough one because, you know, since I am mm-hmm. specifically a marketing and strategy freelancer, I have always told my own clients that you have to spend to make, that obviously has upper limits. You're not going to you know, blow your all of your earnings from your first client or you'd be mm-hmm, in sort of yeah. a tough cyclical spot but i also think that the right spending at the right time is critical to growing the business so i mentioned mm. linkedin premium was something i invested in early on and then i also invested a good amount and this is obviously pre-pandemic so take it with a grain of salt but in some good old-fashioned client gifts and entertainment so i mm. reached out to folks that i had worked with throughout my career who i had good memories of or who i felt would you know think positively of me and ask them if i could take them out for a drink or a coffee and reconnect mm. and explain what i was doing and ask them to keep me in mind um i also sent some gifts to past supervisors or Peers that really had left an impression on me, who I also knew were well connected, and just said, Thanks for helping me build my career. So I did a good amount of sort of, I don't know, think of it almost like account based marketing or field sales, you know, of things that, you know, ultimately would be able to be written off um, for tax purposes, but also really like deepened my network early on instead of again waiting until it was too late. And Having started you know, the agency almost two years ago, I can say that that work definitely paid off. Even if those folks didn't end up becoming uh, clients mm. of when I was a solo consultant, a lot of them have come back now that I have a full oh, agency and, and full capabilities. So it's kind of amazing. I had someone reach out to me maybe two weeks ago that was someone I connected with my first six months of freelancing in 2017. They're like, hey, I saw on LinkedIn that you run an agency now and we need X. Um <laughs> So those seeds planted yeah. will often pay off much further in the future, months
0: or years off. later. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I love that, and and what what you're saying about spending money to make money, you know, I think quite often this can be really tempting uh, for freelancers. You get your first gig, and it's like you just want to pocket it all because it's so exciting um, that you're making money for yourself, right? Or or if you're making it on the side, sometimes it's a lot easier to blow that money because it doesn't fall within your typical budget or. Or if it's your first, or if you're not side hustling, like if you're, maybe you lost your job or you quit your job and it's your first client full-time freelancing, it can be really tempting to not reinvest some of that money because you need the money. And so there are lots of reasons to not reinvest the money, but boy, it's like you said, some of that, and again, don't, don't blow all that money. Don't, you know, you do need to take some of it home. That's the whole reason you're freelancing. It's, it's a job, it's your career, you need to take care of yourself and your family, but but reinvesting some of that can pay off in spades down the road. And so to neglect it entirely would be a mistake as well.
1: Agree completely.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this has been uh, a, a really interesting uh, and, and insightful for me conversation about what to do. When you've got one client and and it's time to build up more, I think lots of freelancers find themselves in this place. So, Christine, thank you so much for your insight. Will you share with our listeners where they can find you, uh, learn about anything that you're working on, and where they can connect with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, for freelancers uh, looking for uh, membership in something like the agency that I've built, you can uh, go to co-conspiratorsagency.com. Uh, There is a Become a Freelancer uh, button, so you can apply uh, to be considered for membership and then work with some of our great clients. And then just to connect with me individually, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's linkedin.com slash in slash C So my first initial and last name is C-O-L-I-V-A-S.
0: Perfect. Well, again, Christine, thank you so much. And, and to Christine Williams, who asked our question, thanks so much for submitting the question as well. We hope that was helpful, and we will talk to you next time on Freelance to Founder. Thanks for listening to this Freelance to Founder short. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for more shorts and full-length coaching sessions each week. Freelance to Founder is a collaboration between Millow, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app by visiting freelance2founder.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell us why by leaving a review. Until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.